Welcome to Catholic Economics. I'm your host, Levi Russell, and today I'm going to be talking about our new uh, Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, and the what we can expect for the economy uh, in uh, under her uh, tenure as Treasury Secretary. So uh, over the last four years, uh, we've had Donald Trump in office, and uh, most recently, uh, Steve Mnuchin has been, uh, I believe Mnuchin has been in there the whole time, but Steve Mnuchin has been the Treasury Secretary during all of the COVID stimulus stuff, okay? And uh, what's been interesting to um, see with Trump uh, in office is that his team on the economy has been less academic and more uh, kind of finance related. I mean, for Pete's sake, we had uh, Larry Kudlow as the uh, uh, the head of the National Economic Council. So it's it's going to be interesting to see with Biden as we move into a more academic centric uh, perspective on all of this stuff, and especially with Janet Yellen at the Treasury. So what's interesting about this, if you don't remember, Janet Yellen was the Federal Reserve Chair under Obama. Um, and so she, uh, her, her, she's an academic economist. Um, she's, uh, married to George Akerlof, uh, who's another, uh, you know, highbrow famous economist. And she has done a lot of work on labor economics and that kind of thing, as far as an academic career goes. And what I think we can expect to see with uh, her as the Treasury Secretary is uh, we're, we're going to see, I think, a big focus on kind of the labor angle. Um, but what I want to do is talk about uh, what I think her policies are going to look like and uh, or what she's going to push for as far as policy goes. Obviously, um, you know, she herself is not going to have a ton of power to um, – when it comes to things that are going to have to do with legislation, but she is going to be an influence in those discussions. Kind of, I mean, you, you, we saw this with the with the with the Rona stuff. Steve Mnuchin was the one kind of negotiating with the Senate and the House and trying to get everybody on the same page with what Trump's goals were as far as. Uh, stimulus and priorities and stuff like that. And so, you know, if we see her in that same type of role, uh, then even on the legislative front, she is going to be important. Now, of course, there's all the duties that she has as the treasury secretary, but um, when we're, when we're thinking about policy, then I think we need to be looking uh, toward her influence on uh, legislation. So, uh, like I said, she has focused her academic career on labor type stuff, and she's she's a, a, a she's very much in the in the Keynesian view of things. Now, uh, you know, when when you say Keynesian on the internet, that means a totally different thing than it means um, in the halls of academia. And uh, Keynesian is just the uh, uh, the macro consensus. Okay, it's not, uh, and it's a set of models. It's a it's a it's a paradigm. So. Um, it is certainly dominant, uh, but 
the uh, uh, you know it's, it's it doesn't mean um, you know it's not Keynesians versus Austrians or whatever like people say it is on the internet. Um, anyway, so what I think we will see. Uh, first of all, you know, there's there's a there's a push for a fifteen dollar minimum wage uh, in the next Corona stimulus, and as far as I understand it, um, we're going to see that bill probably come through sometime in February or early March. Uh, the the mid March time frame is when uh, Congress goes on another vacation because, of course, that's all they do is go on vacation all the time um, and talk to each other. <laughs> Uh, so the, um, that this, the, the, this push for the $15 minimum wage in the Corona stimulus is not a surprise, uh, politically because, you know, the, the Democrats control the Senate. And so, um, if they want to, they can, uh, or at least they think they can, according to, uh, somebody who's working with Bernie Sanders, um, they think they can push this through in the budget reconciliation process, which, Normally has normally can only be budget stuff. So I guess I should back up. Normally the Senate has to have sixty votes to pass something. Okay, and of course there's a hundred senators, right? Normally they had to have sixty votes to pass something, and so what that often means is that they've got to have a little bit of bipartisan support to get something through. Um, and so this gives a little bit of power to the minority there. Um, and especially in a time like we're in now where the Senate is split 50, 50. And then of course, um, Kamala Harris would be the tiebreaker as the president of the Senate. So, you know, that she would, she would break those 50, 50 ties if, if there was a 50, 50 tie. Um, and obviously she would go towards the Democrats, we think, right. Um, so, in this case, when we're talking about this $15 minimum wage, I think this is going to be a huge priority for Janet Yellen. I think she has, um, you know, she is pushing the uh, the Keynesian perspective and, and, you know, in the sense that, you know, we want stimulus and, uh, you know, the government has to spend when there's a dip and uh, in the economy and, uh, and all of that. And... Of course, I, I, I also think that this Corona thing, I mean, they're, they're going to constantly be moving the goalposts like they have been for the last year. Well, more than a year uh, or almost a year, I guess. Um, that, <clears throat> you know, even with the vaccine, oh, now, oh, there's new strains. So now we got to, you know, everybody's still going to be locked down. We got to we got to shut down Main Street. We got to kill all the small businesses. Everybody's got to wear a mask everywhere they go. You can't see anybody's face. Um, blah, 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 blah. They're just going to keep doing this stuff. And so the recessionary uh, perspective, the recessionary climate, um, at least in terms of policy, is still going to be there. And so there's still going to be this excuse for constant stimulus, which, of course, doesn't stimulate anything as far as small business goes. It just transfers wealth to uh, the stock market and to the businesses listed on the stock market, uh, large corporations. So, um, again, I think, I think Yellen, this is going to be something she's going to push. She's going to like a $15 minimum wage. She's going to push for it. And whether or not it gets through in the budget reconciliation process, I, I feel like that's, that's a really weird thing. A minimum wage is not part of the, the government budget. That's just bizarre. Um, but whether they get it through that way or they get it through with 60, 60 votes, I, I don't see that happening. But uh, through the Senate with 60 votes. 
she is going to be pushing for this. This is her, you know, this is one of, this is her wheelhouse, right? Labor economics is her wheelhouse. And, um, you know, it's a progressive policy agenda thing. And so she's going to see fit to be pushing that. I think she's going to be, um, she's going to be making the arguments from the literature that a $15 minimum wage is a good thing, despite, uh, all of the bad things that it does. Um, and from my point of view, uh, 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 more than doubling the, the minimum wage is going to be uh, as if we needed another nail in the coffin of small business. This is going to really push it all over the edge because any small business that employs, uh, you know, some kind of retail worker or something like that is going to be absolutely killed by this from a cost perspective. So with the Rona, you know, they, their, their revenue is, is crushed, right? So any, any kind of uh, working capital that they have is absolutely as thin as it has as it could be, and now with this, this is going to jack up their costs, and they're just going to get squeezed, and and their working capital is going to disappear. They're going to go bankrupt. Um, this is going to kill small business. Um, and really, so so then when you think about it, well, so then who's going to pay these fifteen dollar minimum wages? Well. Uh, large corporations to an extent, right? I mean, you're going to have, um, yeah, I mean, you already see this, right? You see, uh, you know, obviously your, your local McDonald's franchise is owned by, you know, a smaller business. It's not owned, um, you know, there, there's McDonald's, but then there's the franchisee. Um, but, you know, well, McDonald's has already been doing this for years. They've seen this coming. And what they've done is they've cut down on their workforce. They just, you know, make more electronic crap for us to interact with instead of human beings. Um, so it depersonalizes um, our interactions by jacking up the minimum wage like this. And it kills jobs. It kills small businesses. And it kills communities. Um, this is a crazily bad idea. This is insanely ridiculously bad. Look at the data from, uh, I believe it was Seattle where they had the data on, um, minimum wage hikes and stuff like this and what it did, uh, to, um, uh, jobs and all this stuff. It's a terrible idea. Um, and I'll, I'll try to link to some of that in the, in the show notes today. The, um, but, but, you know, this is a progressive goal, right? And regardless of what it does, I mean, you know, you look at California uh, with the whole gig, the whole gig economy thing, right? Oh, we're going to, we're going to save all the gig workers by forcing all the companies to make them permanent employees. Okay. Well, they're just going to stop operating. <laughs> they're just going to not do it. Uh, so it, it's, it, it just, it, it's, it's stupid. It's wrongheaded and it's insane. And, and look, I mean, you can have an objection. Oh, well. You know, higher you you just don't want a higher minimum wage because, uh, you know that the higher minimum wage that uh, you know if we if we increase wages that's going to kill those fat cat capitalists. No, that's idiotic. It's not going to kill the fat cat capitalists. The fat cat capitalists have no problem simply not hiring low paid workers. Okay, they're just going to not hire them. <laughs> they're just going to create some kind of computer to do their job even faster than they were already. So. Don't give me that line. It's garbage. Um, and to, to so then we also are treated to this, oh, well, you know, uh, the minimum wage, this is how we get a living wage. No, it's not. This has absolutely nothing to do with the family, okay? Minimum wage workers do not support families, right, already. There's no statistics that show that 
uh, the, 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 the preponderance of people who are supporting families are minimum wage workers. This is idiotic. Okay. People who earn minimum wages are normally teenagers or people who are transitioning between jobs or something like that. They are not. Okay. Um, and, and they are not supporting, they're not trying to support families. Okay. A, a real living wage would actually be uh, basing your income on your dependents, right? And giving you raises to pay for your children. It would be uh, like, I, I believe it's Hungary. When you get married, the government gives you a $30,000 loan. And uh, you have a certain period of time before you start, you start paying that back. And if you have three children, you don't pay a dime of it back, okay? This is pro-family policy. And remember, Catholic social teaching is predicated on the family. Rerum Novarum starts by discussing the family. So I don't want to hear any of this stuff about minimum wage being, uh, you know, hurting the fat cats. It doesn't. It just kills small businesses. It kills communities. It kills jobs. And it is not going to do anything to promote family or anything like that. I don't want to hear it. It's garbage. So the second thing that I think she's going to be pushing for is a universal basic income. And we're already seeing this. Um, of course, we've had the stimulus payments that have come through two of those. Um, one, the first one was $1,200 per filer and $500 per child dependent and child meaning under the age of 17. And the second payment came through uh, as $600 per filer and $600 per child dependent. Uh, what I think we're going to see on the next round is where, you know, Biden's Biden has already been circulating his plan. He wants, uh, $1,400 per filer, right? So that you add the 14 plus the six, that's 2000 per filer. And then what I'm seeing is that he's going to want another 600 per dependent. Uh, that's what's in his plan for now. And, but here's the thing, right? Again, like I said, they're going to constantly be kicking the can down the road. We're all, it's always going to be, oh, the, the vaccine's not effective enough. Oh, you know, you got to have the vaccine and then you got to take it again six months later. Uh, you know, oh, we got to have masks everywhere. And, and the big cities have to shut everything down and kill all the restaurants. Right. So um, we're going to see uh, a huge push for universal basic income. And the Democrats, uh, also in his plan, Biden's plan, there is a push for a massive refundable child dependent uh, care tax credit. Okay, so this is this is a care tax credit. It's four thousand dollars per for the first child and eight thousand dollars for families with two or more children. Now remember, this is a dependent care credit. This is a tax credit that you get um, if you have expenses that, you know, for taking care of your child. So this isn't, this isn't about family formation. This isn't about uh, having one of the parents in the home actually raising your children. Okay. This is about paying someone else to raise your children and they want to make it a refundable credit. Now tell me that's not a push towards a UBI. Come on. Like, perpetual, you know, quarterly payments based on the Rona plus this refundable child dependent care tax credit. They want to jack up the child care or excuse me, the child tax credit too. 
and I believe that is $3,000 per child with a $600 booster for every kid under the age of six. Um, so, I mean, look, uh, you know, you could call this pronatalist. I think that, uh, and again, they want to make that refundable as well. Right. So that's, I mean, you know, you got a family, you got, you got three kids, uh, you know, that's nine to, uh, you know, $11,000, right. Per year in refundable credits again, you know, this is just, okay. So in theory, this is pronatalist, but I think the other, but the problem is, is it doesn't, it doesn't do anything to advance the notion of, a, a, a breadwinner feeding the family. Okay. It's just a refundable credit. It's just a handout. It's just, here's the money. Um, and that's not always bad. I, I don't think, of course, I don't think that's always bad, but that's less bad than the child dependent care, uh, the, 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 the care tax credit, uh, which is obviously just uh, total bug man, uh, you know, live in the pot, eat the bugs stuff. Um, the, the, this is, um, uh, I, I'm not going to really complain too much about the, uh, the child tax credit. That's, that's a little better. Um, but the, the point is that we're, we're pushing towards a UBI and we're really pushing towards a kind of right liberal version of the UBI, a sort of Milton Friedman, uh, you know, just refund, refund the tax credits kind of thing. Um, okay. So then finally, kind of in a more, um, macro policy framework. And this, and this really isn't Janet Yellen's call, but to the extent that the treasury and the fed are working together, which they are now more than they ever have, right? This is something that Trump did, um, was he really tied the treasury to the fed. Um, and if we see that continue, then what we're going to see is that, um, we're, we're going to, uh, be in a, a perpetual 0% interest rate or a negative interest rate, uh, stimulus style, um, economy. And, you know, to the extent that the MMT people are correct, that you can basically use uh, superior nuclear power to, uh, force everyone to, uh, forgive your debts perpetually. Um, then you can do this, right? We don't, we don't have to, we don't have the worries that a, a small country like, uh, Sweden or something would have when they do something like this. We, uh, in theory can just use our military might to, um, to constantly issue, uh, uh, uh debt and, 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 you know, drive our interest rates to zero. And, <clears throat> The, the thing about this is uh, from, from uh, kind of an equity standpoint is, again, what, where does this money go? Well, it goes into the stock market, right? We saw this with the 2008 thing, right? We had this massive stimulus, massive push to, to push rates down. And what did it do? It inflated the heck out of the stock market. So, look, I'm not giving, I'm not giving investment advice. That's not my, it's not my thing. But uh, I don't think we're going to see rates climb at any point in the near future. I think to get done what Janet Yellen's treasury secretary uh, perspective is going to get done. That's what we're going to see. We're going to see ZERP. We're going to see negative interest rates. Um, but th that's what we, that's what we have coming, I think. And again, this is for anyone who tells you that, you know, this, this Biden administration is going to be pro Catholic social teaching and stuff like that. First of all, um, you know, the guy is going to fund as much baby death as he possibly can. Uh, we already know that's going to be on the, on the docket. And I'm, I'm really glad to see some of the bishops in the U S really, you know, calling this out. And I think, you know, being respectful and trying to be, uh, 
you know, politically judicious about it, but, um, but really calling him to the mat on that. So, you know, I, I can hope that he doesn't, I really do. I hope that he does the right thing, but I, I don't see it happening. Um, we're going to see, so, so if someone tells you, oh, you know, Joe Biden, he's a Catholic and he's uh, oh, he's, he loves Catholic social teaching, blah, 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 blah. No, he doesn't. Um, he doesn't care about abortion. He doesn't care. He wants the government to fund abortions. He's, 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 uh, caught up in all this rhetoric about, uh, you know, uh, oh, oh, abortion only happens in these horrible circumstances. No, it's not true. Um, and, uh, you know, as the, you know, the Pope, <laughs> the Pope flat out says, what, every time he talks about abortion, what does he say? Uh, you know, this is, uh, this is equivalent to, uh, you know, hiring a hitman, right? So, uh, even, you know, even, uh, they say Joe Biden is a Pope Francis style Catholic. Well, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, not on the most important issue in Catholic social teaching, which is, uh, abortion. So, you know, some of these things are okay. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with, uh, I'm, I'm somewhat fine with the, the big refundable child tax credit. Uh, the rest of this I think is bad. Um, and just the overall, the overall perspective that it takes, it's not family centric. Uh, it's liberal, right? It's individualist. Uh, I don't like it. And I think, I think we all need to be uh, concerned and we need to be paying attention to, uh, how Yellen and the rest of the Biden administration handles the economy. So with that, I'll thank you for listening. I'm really glad that people are interested in this content. I'm glad to be back from my very long, uh, I guess you could call it a vacation. Uh, and, uh, my wife and I are doing much better after, um, all of this stuff with the, um, miscarriage and everything. And, uh, I feel like I have my feet under me a little better with my time. So, um, I, I hope to continue to put out weekly content. That's the plan. If you want to contact me, you can hit me up on Twitter, uh, Facebook. You can send me an email. I have my email, uh, in the bot in the, in the description there. You can, um, uh, you can contact me at the lean on Institute. Uh, that's the email that I have down there. Um, and I'm, I'm, I've got a gab account set up. I have the same handle, uh, that I had on Twitter, uh, at Catholic econ. And, uh, so if you want to talk to me on there, that'd be great too. I'm hoping, uh, to, I'm hoping that Gab is going to continue to grow like it has been and, uh, really become an alternative for, um, uh, for people who aren't, uh, you know, uh, down with the regime. <laughs> uh, and Gab TV looks very interesting to me. I have, I have a channel, um, and I'm, I'm planning to start doing video content on there, uh, if I can get the time together to do it. So again, thanks for listening. Please contact me if you have comments, concerns, questions, any of that. Uh, if you would like to financially contribute to the show, there are uh, Patreon and Subscribestar links uh, in the description as well. Thanks and have a blessed week.